Well, I'm going to bring our listeners the truth. Saturday Omaha. Eat this. Okay, so beverages are either in hand or consumed. Beverages were consumed at dinner and food was consumed at dinner because this place is not open for lunch. So we actually had to do a little bit of a reroute uh, or scheduling arrangement because while Saturday Omaha is based in Omaha, we are known to eat elsewhere. And occasionally basted in Omaha. Also true. And while Saturday is rooted in Saturday lunch, because Saturday lunch became Saturday lunch, some places aren't always open for Saturday lunch. And this place is not. And that is okay. I think this place is open at the perfect time. And this place was indeed Fizzy's Fountain and liquors located in the Little Bohemia area on 13th Street, precisely at 1408 South 13th Street, Omaha, I'm gonna Nebraska. Guess. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to guess 68106. Um, you know what's funny is... Uh, or 68108. Yeah, 68108. You think, TJ, you got any uh, bets on this? 68108. Uh, on this zip code? I mean, can I split the difference and go 107, or is that like more south somehow or something? No, no. But, 107 uh, is more towards south. Oh, well, I have to say, uh, Samuel, your uh, zip code guessing powers uh, of deduction are excellent. It is indeed 68108. Well played. That is my very first zip code that i ever resided in and it wasn't too far from little bohemia oh my goodness well then so uh, a uh down the street from sam's former domain place <laughs> is fizzy's fountain and liquor and if one had been to the bohemian cafe at some point within omaha uh fizzy's is where the bohemian cafe was and lends its interior decor as kind of a throwback to uh, the Bohemian Cafe. In fact, when you walk in the front door, which is the door that I went into, they actually have the uh, Vitemi Voss, I'm sure I'm probably pronouncing that incorrectly, but uh, that sign at the front along with the uh, Bohemian Cafe menu. And uh, you gentlemen walked in the, the back door. I didn't even know there was a back door. That's a whole... whole... Well, I, I parked in the back because this is my my second voyage to Fizzy's. Um... So we park back there, and as we park there, I notice there's a door back here, and it says Fizzy's on the back. And there's a sign that says, if this door is closed, please use the front door. If this door is not closed, you may come in the back. Are you telling and me this lo place and behold, is a back door? Yeah, it does. And lo and behold, the back door was indeed open. So I, in fact, got Rocha parking because my parking spot was right in front of the back door. Uh, TJ, you also came in the back. Are, are there any uh, Bohemian Cafe signs in the back? I'm just curious. Or is it just I don't like think so. Okay. No, not any that I noticed. It's it's a pretty uh, pretty dark little vestibule uh, Ooh, coming on in. Vestibule. Got to get your eyes to adjust. It is. It's like a cave. When you open that back door and it shuts, it's a good three foot or three four steps before you get to the next door. So it's kind of well, like and, um... and the color is kind of dark. However, mm -hmm. I'm going to say I'm somewhat grateful for that because it's not uh, for those of you who have been the interior of Fizzy's is not brother sebastian's dark but it's fairly dark it's it's kind of mood lit for the type of uh of cocktail bar that it is so that brief foray into utter darkness uh gives your eyes a a moment to adjust and then it's much easier when you walk in i i, I kind of like the transitional uh abyss well see my uh foray into the foyer on the way in today uh, there's a bars. Thank you. There's a, uh, <laughs> there's a, a red room, red room, red room, red room. right at red the room. front. And then you go you in. Can't, can't see me squidging my index <laughs> finger up on, on the audio uh, it, uh, show, but here it is. Is it possible that whether you go in the front or the back, the reason there is a, a vestibule, a foyer type area is because time travel happens right there. Is it because once you enter the restaurant, it's like, 1960 or 1970 in there like oh it's 1968 all day it's it's amazing so there's there's a jukebox in there there are half round booths there are straight booths there's a bar that runs the length of the thing wood paneling everywhere old gold 
light fixtures hung from the ceiling. Just the vibe when you walk in is perfect. It is so cool. It transports you to another place, another time, possibly in the age of wonder. Uh, <laughs> copyright Crystal Method music. Um, so it's super cool. It's super cool. Uh, we sat towards the, the back door in a half-round booth, and, of course... One of the kind of the cappers on here to kind of give it that throwback, throw forward maneuver is you order with your phone. Um, not your cell phone. Not your cell phone, people. Not your Android. Not your Apple. No, 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 no. There is a Matrix hard line, in case you need to escape, hard line phone attached to the wall for which you push the button. You have the receiver. And at the other end is a wonderful person that will take your order, that can handle split checks, that can bring you more stuff. You just pick up the phone, and it it, it now, comes I, to you. The audio quality through these things is quite good. Uh, the bartender hears you very well on uh, with without a great deal of effort, and you hear them, and it's really a nice... Uh, Nice way to get an ordering queue without having to like hail a bartender or wait for the waiter or whatever. You just kind of you order when you're ready, and it is it's very comfortable. I I was concerned it would be awkward from uh, from the description, but I I really dig this. Um, one negative now that I have listed that positive, or I suppose it depends on your party. Um, the booths are designed in such a way that uh, four platonic friends sitting together uh, are going to have some trouble getting some distance. And especially if you have some uh, some tall folks in your party, you kind of got to gotta negotiate around the table legs. But it was not entirely uncomfortable sitting down. But this is definitely uh, probably designed ergonomically for... Uh, a number of couples or thruples or quintuples or the hoopiest fruits this side of the western spiral arm of the galaxy. One way or the other, uh, people who want to sit very close together, don't you worry making that face, Dave. It's a it's a hitchhiker's reference. The NPR crowd will get it just fine. I was just laughing <laughs> at hoopiest fruits and enjoying it. Putting this forward for, I don't know, perhaps someone out there who's like 6'5", six, 6'7", six, maybe you want a chair. <laughs> He's not wrong. That's well, a good that's an important safety tip. And and we have not used this term yet on the radio show, but food couch. This is a food couch. We refer to many booths as a food couch. This is a food couch. You get comfy, you sit there, you sit with your friends, and you can people watch, you can bar watch, you can do whatever you want to do and be comfy. And comfy we were once we got settled with, with four of us in there, and I think it is time we talk about some food gentlemen or some Do drinks we talk about food on the show um i believe we i do. thought this was the i thought this was table day omaha table day omaha oh oh your new home improvement specialty show here on npr yeah where we just review you know things to put food on tj would you like to start with a thing that you ate today well dave that's the question do we want to lead off with a thing that i ate today or a thing that i drank today oh i think you need to lead with the thing that you drank today because I need to talk about it, because I experienced it as well. All right. Uh, yes, indeed you did. Um, much, I, I suppose, we'll, we'll get to the end of the cocktail so that we can describe the, the uh, events that followed and how delicious your arm found them. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> I started off with a... Pop the clutch! Pop the clutch. Uh, which is blended scotch, smoky tea, ginger, lemon, and benedictine. Uh, I do have some notes here because I've had Benedictine before. I think it's been a while, um, but I did have to look up the exact composition. And the composition is you don't get to know the composition. Uh, it is named for the Benedictine monks, an herbal liquor produced in France, recipe coming from a 16th century monk that includes, are you ready for this? A secret blend of 27 herbs and spices. Eat your heart out, KFC, sweetened <laughs> with honey. So all of that together in one glass. Um, before I get to flavor, presentation. So if you go down your uh, your fizzies uh, food and, and cocktail uh, slash spirits, uh, however it's phrased, your, your bar and, and foodie stuff's menu, uh, you will notice a 
grouping of interesting cocktails uh, under the heading of cocktail suggestions, actually. Uh, so I, I suspect, and we'll probably try in subsequent visits, that you could ask for other cocktails. But as you go down your uh, your food and cocktail listing, you'll notice a whole bunch of very different, very interestingly put together drinks with uh, things you don't regularly see at uh, at your average uh, drinkery your bars your pubs uh, slightly different cocktails sometimes their very own sometimes just slightly unusual ones with different kinds of bitters or uh, types of uh, liquor or uh, various flavorants that you uh, that you would not find in other places benedictine being one i don't see very often um we're, we'll talk about a uh, a orza later in this here program, but presentation of this drink itself. Uh, so, in addition to your interesting menu, interesting presentation, uh, pro cocktail move. This came out. It was a lovely kind of golden colored drink with a very large singular cube of ice. I mean, like. A good percentage, like 50-ish percent of the glass taken up by a single cube of ice. And Why? Perfectly because, clear. Yes, very, very clear, very clean, uh, does not flavor the drink type of water. Used to make this ice and uh, surface area is the name of the game here. And I rarely see this in cocktails anywhere. This is important because minimal surface area, one cube instead of a whole lot of cubes, means it doesn't melt in two seconds so that I can actually sip and enjoy my cocktail and taste what's in it rather than having to wolf it down before it gets watered down. This is this is important. This is a pro cocktail move. Uh, in addition to that, a sort of, I, I would suspect, a dried, thin slice of lemon. And on top of that, a single piece of uh, not quite crystallized, but sugar-coated uh, candy ginger. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would say that's the thing. Um, overall, I think I don't have a palate for cocktails, and maybe I need to improve that. I drink uh, very rarely. So I... I got that this was complex. I definitely got the smoky, maybe a little bit of the peaty lad in the scotch. Uh, but beyond that, I definitely get a little bit of the lemon, a little bit on the sweet side for my taste. I would very much like maybe a, a touch more Benedictine just to, just to see if I can pick out all the flavors in it. But overall, balanced, pleasant, a nice start to the, uh, to the meal, and a very pretty little glass. So, uh, fellas, did, oh, uh, did you have anything to drink? Well, I, I did have some of your, your cocktail, um, on my arm, my shirt. Did your elbow get a, a real flavor for the, the smoky peatiness and the lemon? No, I just, I just have to lay out how this, this actually happened because I don't think it could have been choreographed or done better, which was waiter with exceedingly hot plate in hand. My menu was sitting under my other dish because... I was, you know, again, we we really needed a much larger table. Again, we ordered like a ton of stuff. So, like you said, plate comes down, menu hits glass, glass shoots out. I catch glass in crook of my elbow. Giant singular ice cube shoots out. Lemon adheres itself right to my forearm. Now I am supercharged with lemon power. And what none of you knew is the shirt that I wore that evening is actually a kitchen hospitality service industry worker shirt it's a chef works shirt so no problem it handled everything just fine and we were good the drink was nice and cold tj no question that surface area worked good and that lemon it was dried perfectly right to my arm in fact sam and i were literal brothers in arms tonight because he too had vegetal fruity goodness stuck to his arm at this meal but we'll talk about that in a bit Indeed, I am glad that with our uh, our throwback uh, decor dining experience and uh, old timey highbrow type cocktail things that we had a '50s sitcom moment to go with it. Oh, it's great! And you know what? I had to go with my '50s sitcom moment. I had the smoking monkey. I love the name. Excuse of the, me, the smoking monkey. 
I, I hate it when I have to chew those off the table. This is this is great. Okay, so here's one of the things. The, the title of the place is Fizzy's Fountain like and a Liquors. Like, with a Cuban. Like, like, food isn't even in the title. It starts as Fountain and Liquors. Well, they serve one of Omaha's best ice creams, Coneflower ice cream. And their kind of niche, their gig is boozy ice cream concoctions. I got one. The Smoking Monkey, which has smoky scotch, Jamaican rum, banana, coneflower, peanut butter ice cream, and bitters. This is served in a small, like, champagne flute. A, a very, not a, not a flute. A little champagne, uh, cham- champagne glass. Glass, not flute. And so it's it's tiny. And it looks like a chocolate shake, comes out beautifully presented, much like TJ's cocktail, but totally different, with shaved chocolate on top. This thing is delicious. It is a a powerful peanut buttery, and and I'm not usually a big like I'm more of a tequila fan, but this blended together perfectly. It's exactly what I was thinking it should be, and just delicious. And by the way, the cocktails here are no joke. It is tiny. It is strong. Uh, there, they did not pull any punches. One of our other diners with was with us and had a had a pretty strong <laughs> little cocktail too. So uh, they are not skimping on the good ingredients here. Super fun that it had the coneflower ice cream in there, a chocolatey goodness in a little glass, and a great compliment. And actually, I went dessert first. I started my meal with this, and I am not disappointed. I ordered this thing. It was fun, Sam. Yeah, I think we better What's let up? you get. You, you got to get some mic time in here because uh, because uh, you ate, man. You well, ate. I got a drink too, though. It's you, fine. Oh, that's right. You did get a drink. I mean, it, it wasn't you alcoholic. Sam's drinking, but I mean, I got a drink. You did. They don't carry name brand sodas. They house make their sodas. They have their own cola. They have their own version of Dr Pepper. They have their own version of Sprite. You know, they they, they do the, everything in house. So I got the homemade lemon lime soda. Comes in comes in grandma's favorite tumbler. That's what it reminded me of the glass. Grandma's old tumbler that you drink some iced tea out of. Glass. The homemade lemon lime soda tasted like all other lemon lime sodas. But the cool part about it was, is after you have your libation washed down the old gullet, it actually hits you. With a very wonderful, real fruit flavor. I actually could taste actual lemon, actual lime, which is kind of a neat trick. I don't think I've ever really had that in any type of soda I've ever had. I mean, I don't do much soda any much more anyways. But uh, that was really something welcome and neat that uh, the soda actually had fruit flavors as opposed to sugar flavors, which I really enjoyed. I think I need to go back for this or possibly one of the other types. Yeah, the first time I went there, I had the uh, homemade cola, which actually has kind of um, a cinnamon aftertaste, which was kind of neat. So I think their homemade sodas are something really interesting and different than just getting a a Coke or a Pepsi or what have you. I think it's something you should definitely try. You know, I, I appreciate that because especially if you're a person that does not drink alcohol, but you still want something fun, like they got you covered. That's pretty cool. I like that deal. But we can talk about the other alcoholic drink that was at the table because I shared it with my wife because, as you stated, they don't skip on the good stuff. Nope. Uh, she got herself a white Russian. Now, I just thought it was going to come out as an iced drink, as most white Russians do, but this was very frothy, very creamy, very icy almost ice creamy, if you will. Um, The cool thing about this white Russian, though, is you get it, it's white Russian colors, but on the top of it, there is a sickle and a hammer (laughs) sprinkled on top with coffee dust. Surfed it around. Coffee grounds, I don't know what it is. They wanted to make sure that you know who controls the means of libation. Yeah, comrade, I understand. Served in a red cup. And it was served in a red cup. So it was it was pretty fun. Um, the booze was heavy on there, but the great thing about it was it was still delicious, actually. Uh, the coffee flavor was very prevalent. Uh, yeah, I, I really I'm, – I'm a fan of White Russians, have been for quite some, quite some time. Uh, I think it's – actually, I think a White Russian is probably the first alcoholic drink I ever had. And I've been a fan since. And uh, 
other than it being a little a little on the strong side, it was actually really flavorful. Coffee was present. Um, I, I was quite happy with with that as well. Drinks were had, but you know what? I, I'm glad we we all started with kind of some fun drinks because it is Fizzy's Fountain and Liquors. If if we didn't order a drink of some type, what are we even doing? I mean, be that alcoholic or non-alcoholic. So that's that's awesome. I love it. Okay, mm-hmm. shall we uh, shuffle on to some uh, some foods, gentlemen? Some footage, heck yes. Let's talk about the gravy cheese fries. Um, all of those individual components, gravy, cheese, and fries, I believe are noted approved Saturday Omaha uh, comestibles. The uh, the description on these is well, gravy cheese fries, but the the further breakdown is sausage gravy, white cheddar, fresh herbs, a fried egg, and we detected some bonus possible homemade ketchup and or some type of sriracha on there as well because there were spots of, of heat detected within. Um, there were three plates of gravy cheese fries that were delivered to the table. Uh, Samuel, I think you will confirm that these were all served on full-size dinner plates and stacked up somewhere on the order of two to three inches high on each plate. Is that correct? I would say four inches Jiminy Christmas pan from 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 the center to the middle of the the, the plate four inches and and that, that might even be a low estimate they were yeah heat. I'm thinking it's four they were a lot of fries they were it was a it was a lot it's a meal itself it, it just hands hands down I I think that describes it best you could order just this and it would be fine it is a huge heap of fries a nicely fried egg and it's a nice crumbly. Sausage, because it says sausage gravy. Ooh, yeah, let's let, but, let us in fact go with sausage crumbles. Yeah, it's I, it. I have trouble with chunks of anything. Yeah, hunk, sausage chunks. Well, I think Sam once said hunks. It is more hunks or crumbles of sausage, but the Ooh. the description says Ooh, hunks. Look at yeah. you, you little hunk. Yeah. yeah, little like you could be a snack or you can be a hunk. These are hunks. Mm-hmm. Um, the the description says sausage gravy, but it's really gravy with sausage because it's not like you know your biscuits and gravy where it's hidden in there these are like you could fork pieces of this sausage and eat it uh this is delicious it's huge fork for the sausage oh my (laughs) the the egg was cooked perfectly the gravy is everywhere the cheese is built in and stringy in places mixed in in other places there's a stratification of textures because where the gravy and everything has soaked in in the middle the fries are a little softer but even after you eat that you get to the edges and they're still these perfectly crisp perfectly salty still warm and i've had the fries by themselves too the fries here are excellent so then you just build upon that and make your own mountain of goodness it's awesome gentlemen what did you think about the gravy cheese fries well, my summation of, of gravy cheese fries is I whispered to my wife because her and I are fans of things called garbage plates. I don't know if you guys are familiar with what a garbage plate is, but basically you put fries down and then you start putting stuff on top of it. Cheeseburgers, chili, macaroni and cheese, potato salad, whatever. Her and I have actually done that before. We went to uh, Culver's and just got some patties. We disassembled and then laid fries out and put stuff and pork and beans and but this was very reminiscent of a garbage plate in my opinion because you have proteins such as your sausage hunks your sausage crumbles your sausage chunks they're in there and it's delicious you got gravy on top of that you got a little bit of hidden spice pockets as you said i don't know if that was a sriracha or just a spicy ketchup and then you've got the cheese and you've got the egg on top, and you break the egg and let that run in there. Who, mm. buddy? Yeah, you do. Delicious. TJ? Well, now, this is where the controversy begins on Fat First of all, Dave, the fry guy, the fry analyst, the fries here are excellent, Dave. They were shoestring fries. And they were great. I can't tell you how much I despise shoestring fries in almost every incarnation that's a preference though not a preparation that's right that's fine these were excellent 
Boy! <laughs> there, there was a hint of crisp on them, but crisp is really not the order of the day on this plate. They're they're kind of made to get into the uh, the softer potato category, which is normally my problem with shoestring fries. Is you'll get that crisp outside and almost no inside. Where now all of a, all of a sudden I'm basically eating a warm, differently shaped chip. And I understand if I wanted some uh, Belgian palm frites where that might be a, a useful thing, but uh, generally I do not. Uh, I like so to call them strings... tady husks. Quite so. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I have, I have, I take issue with tady husks. You're welcome. Uh, these, these were not them, and we did not capture their stunt doubles either. These were a perfectly good, uh, well played, sir. Well played. Good potato type device mixed with all these different ingredients. Uh, issue two. Why y'all keep saying ketchup? Like, Sam, we, we discussed this at the table. It's clearly a hot sauce of some kind. Here's the thing. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to bring our listeners on our adventure. I'm trying sure. to sit them. I'm trying to sit them right between you and me. Well, I'm going to bring our listeners the truth. Okay. The truth is it's some sort of hot sauce. Uh, <laughs> closer to like an El Tapetillo, uh, if I'm saying that anywhere close to correctly, uh, it was a more more kind of savory, more robust hot sauce. Um, not in the, the smoother, uh, more kind of sharp heat that a Sriracha would give you. Um, you'd guessed maybe Cholua. I was thinking Tapetillo. Something... Something in that range where it's warm and definitely a, a thinner kind of a vinegar base in terms of texture, but not with the vinegar hit of like a Frank's or a Tabasco. A nice balanced kind of robust hot sauce happening on these fries. Uh, again, gravy throughout. I noticed not all that much gravy in and of itself by itself it was more in the in the strata with the cheeses as dave is talking about the stratification yes you in the back dave hey johnny uh this is david we uh we came down there a little bit earlier and had some very tasty uh gravy cheese fries but oh, we kind of had a question on the him. ingredients real quick so it's got the sausage gravy all that stuff on there the red sauce on there is that is that a hot sauce or a house-made ketchup what's on those things it's a hot sauce. Okay, gotcha. I really appreciate that. Uh, awesome. Thank you so much. All right, have a great night. Bring Science the facts Oh, that's right. Saturday, I, oh I'm not afraid to call. Thank you, Johnny, from Fizzy's Fountain and Liquors. And that was a live phone call. Johnny confirmed it is indeed a hot sauce. Thank you, Johnny. That is that is utterly fantastical right there. Actually, that playing into another thing which we have, uh, I think, occasionally brought up, but... If you have uh, issues, be they positive, negative, uh, questions, comments, concerns, song requests, never be afraid to uh, speak to your server. So you got your you got your fries, you got your gravy, you got your just can this just in hot sauce. <laughs> uh, we did get a uh, an egg on the top. The egg runniness was uh, perfect. It was it was done exactly right. Um herbs were on the list i didn't notice anything other than scallions but whatever was in there the flavor balance was right uh one additional note the sausage i really like this sausage i was expecting a breakfast sausage and i would not say that it is in that class other than texture it's a little on the the spicy side uh with i think some black pepper and then i notice the the other component and i would have a hard time telling you which one it is but something warm something fall maybe like an allspice or a nutmeg or something like a like a cumberland or a yorkshire sausage would have you this is a watch good your mouth darn right <laughs> uh this is a good dinner sausage type thing and all of the flavors together were decidedly a win and value yes. for money a plate of fries as big as your head for nine bucks with all these different flavors on it uh, yeah. i am down for this all day air day i agree gentlemen hold on let me uh get my billy club uh, my badge out <laughs> Get this stogie lit. <clears throat> All right. The boss is here. All right. Okay. So it would, I would be doing my, my public a disservice if I didn't order a burger from a place that serves burgers. 
So I had my eye on a prize. Now I've been here before. And the reason why I came back was for that thing, because the world needs to know about it, but it's not this burger. It's something else. But I did get a burger because I need to know the science. So luckily, while we were there at the 6.30 p.m. hour, they had a happy hour. They have four things on the menu that are on this happy hour, one being the baby burger. And now the baby burger is their normal cheeseburger, except it doesn't have the other patty because you can't order a single burger. It comes as a double normally. So I got what is called the baby burger. So on uh, on on the baby burger, which is just a single, it has a wagyu patty, cheese, pickles, shreddis is what they call it, not lettuce. They're, shreddis. They're taking a page out of the Saturday Omaha food portmanteau dictionary. I'm gonna go with that from now on. Oh, you got some shreddis I can put on there, uh, and fancy sauce. So fancy sauce is basically your fancy, Big Mac sauce. Fancy like apple. Your Thousand Island. So it's a singular. Now the note that I took down because I'm trying to be more adamant about notating little things that I notice while I'm eating. It simply says three words. Are you ready, boys? Ready. A perfect burger. Oh, my. From the burger boss? A perfect burger. That's a bold move, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off. (laughs) The meat, lightly crispy on the outside. Yes. Thick enough to let you know it's there. Yes. The meat is seasoned lightly. It lets the burger flavor come through. Yes. While adding a little something. The shreddis, as they call it, perfectly crispy, nice and chilled. Great. The fancy sauce, as they call it. Yes. I didn't get a quite, I didn't get a good lick of it by itself, but the fancy sauce was indeed fancy. <laughs> it was good. The pickles on there, good to go. Nice and crispy. Very pickly. Mm, pickly! <laughs> I, I, and I think Sorry. maybe a house-made pickle, too, because this this was an above-average pickle. See, I didn't I didn't do that science because I was just, you know, tearing into the burger because that's what I do. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, the, 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 the burger holder, I'm going to call this a new one, boys. Oh. This is the burger holder solid. <laughs> yeah? There is there there is no plus about it, but there is absolutely no negative whatsoever. It is solid. It is where it needs to be. It's it does its job, but there's no frills on it. There's nothing detracting from it. It's a burger holder solid. I would say if you are in the mood for a classic, what I would define as a classic burger in this old noggin, where I got my badge for the burger boss. This is a classic, perfect burger it was delicious i loved it sam i too got a burger this is my first dining experience in fizzy's but i've had to go from fizzy's several times and i wanted the burger here their regular double cheeseburger i am a fan of the two thin patties i mean i like a big single burger too but there's something about two thinner patties with cheese in the middle that is just a great ratio. You nailed it on the crisp edges. I did do a little individual patty science with my fork. I grabbed some of the patty itself just to get a taste of it. You are right. It is seasoned perfectly. The burger holder, I will agree. It's a burger a burger holder solid, I think you said. Absolutely perfect for the sandwich. I did not get the fancy sauce on it. We, uh, I think everybody now, since we've been at this for a while, knows my aversion to white creamy sauces, special sauces, Thousand Island. I, I might try that on the side, but the beef, the Wagyu patties on here have so much flavor that I don't even know if I'd want any sauce on here. I didn't ask for a pile of ketchup to dip this in. I took a bite of it, and Sam... I would like to bring a new term to Saturday Omaha. Another new one. Because of this burger. It's called the focus. All right, hold on. I'm writing this down. Burger Boss is taking notes. Go ahead. Continue. I employed the focus. The focus is -hmm. when you Mm -hmm. take a bite of something so Mm -hmm. good that you lean it back and you Uh look at it. And you just see. You look the burger right in the patty in this case, and you're like, why are you so good? 
You are so good. This is this is delicious. I employed the focus more than once with this burger. This burger is so delicious. I absolutely love it. I will not stop getting this burger. You, you get this burger and the side of those fries, and life is good. This is delicious and perfectly prepared, top to bottom. I enjoyed it 110%. So the, so the perfect burger is kind of holding up? It really is. I'm, I'm not sure what the baby burger, I, I'm sure it was similarly delicious. Mine obviously was a little bit bigger. This is the only other sandwich I had. Sam, you got more than this, so I'm glad you made the choices you did. This is my main sandwich. Knocked it out of the park. I enjoyed this so much. TJ, you also got a sandwich. What did you get? So you take your burger and you tap the back of its favorite bun up against the barroom wall. You look it right in the patty and you say, have you paid your dues, Pepper Jack? Yes, sir. The check is in the mail. <laughs> You're my best friend I don't know today. If it's you, I don't know if it's usable, but I had to do it. it okay. Is. So, As the burger boss, I allow it. I, I appreciate that, uh, that seal of approval. Well, I knew you guys were going to order burgers. Because, you know, for starters, Sam's the burger boss. And I also saw a picture of this burger and went, oh, oh, that looks really good. And it's the most solid sounding food item on the menu. Everybody's going to be ordering that. I got to order something else. So I ordered the chickpea salad sandwich. Say what? Uh, Wow. Curry, roasted grapes, field greens, and culprit sourdough. Uh, Curry sauce. Uh over these uh, these very al dente uh, chickpeas, which I actually, there's a lot of applications in which I really hate chickpeas. I like hummus, but uh, most other applications are out. The texture on these were good. Um, if I'm working for, from the with them as a sort of, you know, meat replacement type thing, they got the protein, and this has enough uh, toothsomeness to it to feel like I'm actually eating something. Uh, I would have sworn until I read vegan on the menu that maybe there was some egg yolk in this curry sauce. It's got a little bit of a thickness to it, uh, but I would guess probably some sort of oil. And I don't know if they use just a hint, a bare hint of sugar for the emulsifier or what, but it's a nice kind of smooth sauce, coats everything evenly gives it a nice kind of silkiness. Uh, there's a, an herbaceousness to it. Uh, the sauce itself and the sandwich as a whole on a buttery or potentially oily. Because it is vegan, I'm going to guess that they pan fried the culprit sourdough slices uh, with some sort of oil, maybe olive or some such. Something something fairly neutrally flavored, but it gave it a, a nice richness. Uh, didn't notice the roasted grapes outright. The field greens, there was a big pile of these. Very dark green, but they were not bitter. They just added a freshness and some crunch, but weren't, you know, iceberg crunchy. They were kind of a medium romaine kind of, uh, kind of just little, little hint of crunch to them. So overall, a really good sandwich. Now, I we've I've done price a little bit uh, on the gravy fries. We're nine bucks for that massive plate. This was a, uh, I don't know, what would you say? good uh four ish inch long by two and a half three inch wide a relatively small round which i think is the the limiting factor there is the culprit sourdough loaf size and they just put everything they could on a round of bread that size a good i would almost go appetizer with this i i felt that 11 was a little bit steep but it was something unique something good and uh, something i would order again definitely goes well with a cocktail so overall pretty happy with this i'm i'm not disappointed in my my vegan choice on this fatter day so that uh that sums up the rest of my food there and i'm pretty happy about that i that's that's nice you ordered some fun stuff and i man i could I could kind of go on about the burger, but it's it's so tough because it was just it it was so good and so perfect. It wasn't like there was a billion ingredients on it or dunked in cheese sauce or anything like that. It was just it it was so it right. Was burger. It was it, so right. <laughs> Sam, I do know Yeah, buddy. I do know that you got something that certainly was not a baby burger by any means. There's a legend around here. <laughs> 
Let me take you back to before Saturday, shall I? Ooh, way back. Long time ago, before I was familiar with the grounds of Omaha, like I am today, you took me to a little place called Millard Roadhouse. Oh, yes. On that menu, they had two weird items. One, they had a fried bologna sandwich. Two, they had a regular bologna sandwich. But it was $21.95 for that bologna sandwich. Yes, confirmed. Never seen such a thing on a menu since. Fizzy's has a fried bologna sandwich for $13. Kind of in the neighborhood of $21. So I'm curious, what is a $13 bologna sandwich got to do with me? <laughs> well, I'm about unlike, to find that out. I will point out, unlike the legendary bologna sandwich, it doesn't magically get cheaper when you order it with chips. Yes, that was correct. The, yes, the 20, it was $21.95 if you had it without chips. If you ordered it with chips, it was like six bucks or something. Let's talk about this interesting, interesting concoction of a bologna sandwich. Fried, that is. I don't know what mortadella is. But I'm excited that it's on my sandwich. What is mortadella, TJ? No? Um, well, I uh, I have mixed feelings about reporting this because as I understand it, it's uh, bologna with pieces of, you know, lard. Inserted. That, Actually, let, let that us, would let make us sense. pause to make me, make me check that because I used to think it was cheese. Yes, uh, as I've <clears> had it, it was it was pieces of where where the olives would be in olive loaf. Uh, frequently when I have gotten it from a butcher's, it has been sections of uh, lard, which makes it flavorful and a wonderful texture, but doesn't sound good. I, I have heard Unless of it, but never. It. So anyways, mortadella, chow chow, American cheese, and our favorite word, shreddis, mayo, hot mustard, and potato sticks. Potato now, sticks? I'm going... What? <clears throat> tady, tady sticks. Tady sticks. So, I don't care about all these ingredients. What I care about is the sensation, the feeling, the happiness that I got. It's sliding down my neck sleuth. Sleuth. Right here. <laughs> right here down my neck sleuth. That's what I'm looking for. My neck sleuth. The game is afoot. <laughs> <laughs> I meant sluice. I'm sorry. So it went down my neck sluice, and as I was chewing in, well, let's let's, let's talk about the impressiveness of this sandwich. It was huge. <laughs> it was as big as my double burger. I'm I'm going to say, just put your hand put your hand on your table. Okay. Not palm not palm down. Not palm down. I can do it like this. Like okay. You're going to do karate chop. Got it. Karate chop on the table. Got it. Mm-hmm. And then make a fist. Making a fist. Okay. Got it. And then put your hand on top of that fist. Okay. Like flat. Flat. Like okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Got you. That's about the size. That's that's about the height of your sandwich. That's about the size of it. So it was it was uh, very very hunky, if you will. <laughs> very hunky sandwich. Hunky sandwich. There was uh, two pieces of toasted bread on the outside to hold that all together. Yeah. Now these 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 slices of mortadella or bologna, whatever you want to call them, I'm not quite sure what they're aiming for. Mortal bologna. bologna. Mortal bologna. Sorry. Hunks of bologna as well. There were giant. I, I think they just closed their eyes and chopped into a bologna roll. Did, did because they, they it was Wayne? complete and utter bologna chaos Whoa. in my sandwich, oh my which I am not mad at because I would get like a little sliver and then I get a hunk and then I get a nice flat flab and then I'd get a little half slab and just it was like bologna cornucopia in there and I loved it. <laughs> now <clears throat> they had some greens and stuff in there. The, the shreddis and the shreddis chow chow is a great move. Yeah. And the chow chow. Now <clears throat> all I know is there was carrots in my sandwich. There were sliced carrots in my bologna sandwich. I love sliced carrots. It's been the greatest snack since I was three. <laughs> sliced carrots and me, we go way back, way back. Before burgers, there was sliced carrots. Oh right? So I had sliced carrots on my bologna sandwich. And that I was eating. And of course, a big glob of chow chow, shreddis, bologna beast, whatever. And a carrot decided to make a little home right on my forearm. Like it was, like it was a little carrot tick trying to dig into my arm and there and there and there it stood i tried to brush it off gently and it wouldn't come off because it was it, sucking my life out of my arm it was like the but lemon okay. i had on my arm we, we both had we both had like arm 
fruits we had, and vegetables. We had, pro, we, we had produce ticks. I get it. It's we, fine. We, <laughs> produce did not want to let our four a cigar. Otherwise, they never let go. That's right. <laughs> and I just decided to eat it off my arm because that's just how I roll. Uh, the carrots were actually a wonderful addition to this. I love carrot cake. I love carrots. I love cooked carrots. I love carrots in all, all types of forms and shapes. And the fact that I got this crunchy little sweet carrot to play with that hot mustard, which wasn't really that hot. And I have I suspect that the mayo probably muted that. I couldn't tell there was mayo because the mustard just made it like must mustard. I don't know how to say that word, but it made it fine. And I was this the sandwich was just epic in all types of proportions. Again, the size of your fist over your hand, thick, the bologna, mortadello, whatever you want to call it, delicious hunks of slabs. It was just a it was like bologna fighting bologna, bologna on bologna violence, and I was happy with it. The shreddis, the the sauce, the carrots. This is something fun, something delicious. If you have that itch for when you were Six years old, and mom just was like, Go fix yourself a sandwich out of the fridge. Mom, all we got is bologna. I said, Fix a sandwich. Okay. <laughs> then you make that bologna sandwich. This is that bologna sandwich to the degree. It was so good. I loved it. it. It's such a fun, such a fun plate. Time to do the wrap up then, because we've made it to the end of our foods and beverages here on our Fizzy's Fountain and Liquor episode in Little Bohemia. And uh, we are going to talk about the Frampton scale here on Saturday Omaha. This is our rating. It's kind of like getting a Michelin star for your restaurant. Zero to five and half steps only. This is our measurement of epicness, which ties into how awesome is this place for those folks that you want to you want to show off and 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 Sam Sam you have you have the description which i think is really the essence of this which describes why we want to measure the epicness of a restaurant Sam go ahead Well Dave if i have any friends or family that stop in from out of town and they're like hey let's go eat something that's omaha let's go eat something that's unique let's eat something that's fun something i don't have that weighs heavily on the Frampton. Something I want them to go home to their friends and family and be like, oh, man, you never guess what they have in Omaha. This is a really cool place. That has a lot to do with my rating. With that, TJ. So we spent a lot of time on a lot of foods and a lot of drinks. So TJ's going to try and be brief for the first time ever, and we're going to see how that goes. Uh, I'm going to give this place a three on the Frampton scale. Uh, very limited menu, which would normally be a negative on the Frampton scale. But darn it, the things on here are interesting. Um, even the things where I feel the uh, the value to money in just in terms of sheer portion size might not be exactly where I want it to be. I still find them interesting. I still like them. Uh, a lot of local flavors involved. You got your archetypes. You got your culprits. You got your cone flowers. You got all this stuff happening. You have this uh, very interesting retro vibe that doesn't feel like it's trying too hard, even though they put a lot of work into all the details. Everything about this is kind of kind of interesting and right and and different. I, I think a, a three is where it sits for me. It, it's there's there's almost always room for improvement. Fours and fives are pretty rare, but darn it, it's solid. It's good. And I would go here again. Yes. You in the back with the hand up. I'll just go ahead and go next. Go for it. <laughs> That's why my hand was up. I wasn't really trying to get your attention. I would just say, I go next. Um, weirdly enough, TJ and I are in the same neighborhood yet again. I'm going to go just a scotch higher. I'm going to go at a 3.5. As the words have been thrown, or the word, excuse me, has been thrown around this evening, the vibe. That's what fizzies is it's a vibe you walk in the decor is straight 1968 the lighting is kind of grungy kind of dirty you got the weird metal fixtures with little puncture holes in them to give it a little style you got the old-timey booths you got the old-timey marquees that sit behind the bar that are really neat they have some old retro movie playing in the background for no reason you can't hear it it's just on you got the cool telephone you got the um the alcohol you got you got just cool stuff happening the music was a vibe itself they had a lot of old-timey music and then they kind of brought it a little newer with maybe some 80s pop tunes but that's fine but they did have some 
choice late 60s early 70s cuts playing a majority of the time which was really cool the only way they could improve and as tj said it's the limited menu i would like to see maybe three or four more options on there and i we didn't mention this and i did have it the first time they have hot homemade fresh pies you order them to you order them and then they cook it and it comes out that way it's pretty awesome um i had the cherry pie the first time really delicious really good really hot comes out in its own personal like uh pan big ramekin yeah ramekin thing so it was really delicious um yeah that's the only thing i'd say improve just put a couple more items on there something really fun but the, the fact that they got so many options for for alcohol and just fun things there the place is a complete vibe i've never seen really anything like it since our crawling around omaha and uh I'll definitely be back. You know, it's my second time and definitely not the last. Well, Sam, I'm in the same neighborhood as you, but a little higher. I would rank Fizzy's a four out of five on the Frampton scale. The Frampton scale being the measure of epicness and being the measure of places that I would want to take people and places they would remember. If you bring somebody that you know here, they will remember this place. There is no question. Even if it's just ordering on the phone even if it's just the interior even if it's just the fact that sam's wife's white russian drink was served with a hammer and sickle with cocoa powder on it or tj's glass had one singular giant perfectly clear ice cube or the you order the gravy cheese fries and it comes out stacked to the rafters with perfect french fries gravy uh we now know thanks johnny hot sauce on them There are so many opportunities to build a memory here, and then you slam them all together, and they're all good, they're all interesting, and they're all the restaurant's own, and I didn't even say anything about the giant bologna sandwich with shooting carrots? (laughs) This is... Compelling argument, my friend, compelling argument. This is wonderful. Um, You know... The entire backside of the menu, I believe, is is mostly drinks. That is what they specialize in. They're fizzies, fountain, and liquors. The food menu is a little bit smaller, but what they do, they do well. And this this place is the essence of Fatterday. If you've been listening to this show on the radio for a bit and you're like, well, what are they talking about? And and this and bam, here it is. Wonderful. I have been back carry out and it is delicious curbside, all that type of stuff. But the inside experience is the way to go. It's wonderful. I love it. Four out of five for me. Outstanding, sir. Outstanding. Good things all the way around. Uh, and, and you know what? We definitely had the Saturday essence this evening, actually being able to dine in the same location together with good service, good food, good friends, and uh, nice conversation all the way around. And just just enjoyable. Uh, this is a place you need to go. Fizzy's Fountain and Liquors. Uh, Try it out, 1408 South 13th Street in Omaha, Nebraska. And we will uh, then sign it off on this episode. And we do it like this. I say, I'm Dave. I'm Sam. I'm TJ. And we are Fatterday Omaha. And until we eat again, stay hungry. And uh, Sam, what else do we tell them? Eat this. Eat this. We'll see you all later. Bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Our show is recorded and produced by Fatterday Omaha. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, as well as email fatterdayomaha at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and stay hungry. Fatterday Omaha. Eat this.